Webb was the chairperson in charge. Fitzgibbon was the vice-chair, her number two. Webb politely asked about Marion's health, then seamlessly shifted to business. I've got news. Marion turned her head towards the hospital wall to shut out the glaring faces behind her. She wanted to concentrate on the voice coming through the receiver. My husband is being transferred to Scotland, Webb announced, and paused a moment to let it sink in. The company is quite eager to get us there quickly. They're even selling the house for us. A gurney rolled by. Heart monitors beeped. The nurses' station hummed along unperturbed. When? Marion asked. Three weeks. Webb's British accent was perfect for this sort of stoic, we-must-carry-on message. Look, I know you're sick right now, but you're going to have to take over. You're the vice-chair. It's your time. Silence. I don't know. The doctor wants me to rest at home for six weeks. Then they're sending me to the radiation hospital in Dublin. She felt like she was halfway dead. In a day or two, she'd be diagnosed with an MRSA infection in the wound. Yes, and then it will be over. I know. It's very hard. A very hard time indeed. But the surgery went well. You're going to get better, and I'll make sure there's help for you. You won't have to do it all alone. There it was. The inevitable. Even as Marion stood leaning against the wall for support, with her armpit feeling like it had been hacked with a machete, even with a lump and twenty-four lymph nodes gone, she knew she'd do it. She would, because that was what she always did. It's your time, repeated Webb, and you are going to get well. A couple of days later, Webb arrived at the hospital with a large stack of folders, she handed them over one by one, explaining each. Here are the files for each shelter. This is the file for farm animals. Here's the folder for exotics. Webb had them all organised. Fundraising, budgets, financial projections, legislation. When they got to the last folder, Webb paused and took a breath. This is the greyhound situation, she said, holding up a thick file bursting with papers. Webb was unusual. She kept a greyhound herself as a pet, but that was because she was British, and British people were in general more advanced when it came to animal welfare, a fact that pained Marion. In Ireland, greyhounds were working animals and not considered suitable as pets. Out in the countryside, you'd see dogmen walking their greyhounds muzzled so they looked like criminals, like savages. They were creatures of the track. A greyhound in the house? Never. The slow, the injured, the ageing who could no longer race or breed, for the most part quietly disappeared. Did anyone know where they went? Yes, it was a terrible situation, Marion agreed, accepting the folder and thinking, yes, of course, some day, but not now. Soon even, but not now. Christ, a year earlier they'd rescued a greyhound from a garbage dump, the sweetest little bitch ever. She walked with a beautiful prance. They'd fed her, vaccinated her, put up posters all over the city trying to find her a good home. But no one called or came forth, not one person. People didn't care about greyhounds. 
Marion thanked Webb with sincerity and put the greyhound folder at the bottom of the stack. They wished each other good luck and said goodbye. Several months later, after finishing her radiation and inching up to 110 pounds on her 5-foot 7-inch frame, and after Marion Webb was resettled in Scotland, Marion put on what clothes she could find that didn't hang off her too terribly and set off in her car to deal with a situation that had been plaguing her for years. She had no particular plan. She just knew she had to drive about twenty miles and knock on the door. Her husband, John, had suggested more than once that she was always on the lookout for trouble. Sometimes when they walked out the front door, he made a public service announcement that all the hurt and needy animals of Ireland should come forth and show themselves to Marion Fitzgibbon. She's coming out now. Here's your chance. Marion strenuously protested. She tried in vain again...